Okay, here we are, right now, with some words to share. Some words to share in conversation. This is the Andrew Lake Podcast. My name is Doster, and I'm very pleased to be here with you. And today, I have a bit of an announcement, a bit of a coming soon thing to get you excited for. And that is that very soon I will be offering online courses. It is in the works. It has been in the works for some time. And it will happen soon enough. And I thought I'd just take the opportunity now to announce this to you, to let you know, to get you excited, to get you interested, and to share a little bit about what to expect now The process that I'm taking with these online courses is both very simple and also quite ambitious, (laughs) we could say. And the process is this, that I am going to teach everything I know. And if this podcast is everything I know on an intellectual level, then my online courses will be everything I know on a practical, hands-on level. And I'm taking this route because really I feel that the podcast medium has its limits because all I've been trying to do is teach in so many ways. I've been trying to share the ideas, the techniques, the processes, the methods, the things that have helped me. And I really can't, I can really only do that so much on this medium, on this platform, through talking to an open audience. So that's some of my reasoning. And what to expect? Well, obviously there will be a lot on meditation and awareness and perception and concentration and all the general things that we talk about on the podcast, but also there will be other things. There will be things about art and music and even also graffiti. And really, there's no limit to what I'm interested in and what I feel to share from my worlds of experience. And there are many things that I feel quite deeply experienced in and yet lacking in how much of it has really come across to others. So for me personally, it's another way of expressing myself, but also it's a way of getting people into something that is of great interest, something that has made life more rich, made life more vibrant. And it's just not one thing, of course, it's many things. And I'd be happy also to take requests if there are certain things that you're interested in. And if you're a regular listener, you know the sort of experiences that I have. And some of those are hard to come by. Some of those are quite rare. Things like non-location experiencing. Things like time travel or perception of time dilation or deepening your relationship to time. Things like lucid dreaming, 
things like dream body experiencing. These sorts of things are really quite difficult to go into any depth on unless you've got someone who's really experienced and gone very far into those things. So that's a little bit about what's to come and what to look for and what to be interested in. Probably by the time you've heard this or you're hearing this, then some courses will already be out. So stay tuned. Now, I also will announce that I'll be changing my release schedule on this podcast. Now, (laughs) for about nine months or so now, I've been doing an average of one episode a day. And some of those are really long episodes. There's some deep, dense information in there. And I've received feedback that it's too much. People can't keep up. There's just no way that an audience member can really tag along for the ride. So that's part of the reason for me to change this release schedule to less than one a day. It will probably be, I'll probably make it maybe once a week or twice a week and I'll be a bit more relaxed about it. So I'm not, I mean, I've never, I've never held myself to this thing of, oh, I have to do one a day. It's just sort of happened out that way because of how many ideas and how much creativity has happened. So that's a little bit about what to expect moving forward. And maybe it will be a good thing. I mean, there are some long, dense episodes that you can always go back to. And I'll also mention that if you're not sure, if you're not sure where to start with all the episodes that I've got, listen to the episode A Year in Review, the Andrew Lake podcast A Year in Review, because in that one I'll outline some of the favorite episodes of mine and where you can start to go into the material depending on what you're interested in or some things might appeal to you and some things might not. So take a listen listen to that one. And then more recently, I've got episodes like The Ten Commandments, which was something like a four-hour episode. And we did a multiple paradigm value sphere comparison across multiple cultures and times. And we just get right into the thick of value spheres. So that's another dense one that you can get into. So that's a little bit about what's happening. That's a little bit about what to expect. Now, another thing I'll say is that there is a chance I will be changing the name or the branding of the podcast. It seems a bit like I'm stuck with this Andrew Lake podcast and I don't use the name Andrew anymore. And I really should have thought about it better when I started the podcast. I really should have put some more thought into it and really come up with something. But I was just flying on my own. I was just flying by the seat of my pants sort of thing. So I didn't have anyone to give feedback. I didn't have anyone to say, you know, maybe you should think, rethink that. So I don't think anyone will notice a change in brand. (laughs) So I don't think anyone will mind. But that's just another thing to expect. And another thing I'll say is that if you are a regular listener, please do share this podcast. 
that would greatly help me. And you can share it in any way you feel necessary. You can share it on your social media. You can just talk about some of the ideas with your friends. You can send it to someone personally, just maybe one or two of the episodes that have resonated with you. You can leave a review on any of the platforms that it's on. And that will really help me to get things going. We're just small time at the moment. I mean, I've got big visions, big plans. And of course, I want to get it going. I want to find my audience. And I've made some steps towards trying to do that. But it's a hard slog for the little guy. Yeah, this is just a startup. This is just completely personal. It's completely intimate. You know, all the things we talk about on here are deep things and they're things that are also personal. They're not devoid from my personal story, the character of Dosta, the personality of Dosta, which makes it something unique. It makes it something beautiful. It makes it something that is rare. And so, yeah, that's a little bit of a spiel about how you can help me if you're a regular listener. It will just help me find my audience. So, now, as for the podcast itself, what I'd like to do now is just talk about some of the upcoming ideas. And (laughs) don't think for a moment that my changing in release schedule is because of a lack of ideas. I mean... There's no shortage of ideas. And, 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 and I also mentioned that my creativity has also been poised on other things recently. And I find that creativity, it's, it's abundant no matter where it is. It's prolific no matter where it is. No matter what form it takes, it's always extravagant. It's always mass. Or at least that's my personal experience of it. So when I'm not doing the podcast, I'm still doing creative things. And I'm doing those with a very large amount, in a very large amount. And I do wonder if it's a bit overwhelming for people sometimes. (laughs) I wonder if it's too much. And we'll see. Once I start to really get underway with the online courses, well, then you'll get an idea Again, yet again, of what I mean by abundant creativity, abundant knowledge, abundant skills, abundant vibrance with how it feels to wake up and have something to play with, have something to work on, have something to develop, have something to research, something to learn about. This is, this is all the stuff that is the core of the good life. There's no separation between creativity and the good life. The real zest for life comes in discovery. And it's the discovery of things that you make for yourself, that you find for yourself, that you learn for yourself, that you develop for yourself. And that will be really some of the core vibe or the the core vibes or the core really there's no word for it. It's It's like the essence of the online courses which I will be offering. So I'm really excited about it. I'm really looking forward to it. 
And I hope you can share that. I hope you can feel that. Now, I'm delving back into that a bit, but to get back on track with upcoming podcast episodes, I'll just offer up a few ideas now to whet your appetite. And these are big subjects, which we will go into in more detail later on. So one analogy that I'd like to explain is in relation to perspective. Now we have this thing of how do we know our perspective is right? How do we know the limits of our perspective? How do we know the limits of our knowledge? And I was talking with a friend and we came up with this analogy or this metaphor. And we call this the three torches metaphor. And what it is, is that we say we've got three kinds of perspectives. And these perspectives are represented by a torch, a flashlight. The first flashlight can only shine in one direction. It can only see what it's pointing at. The second flashlight can move in all directions. It can point forwards, backwards, up and down, and it can look all around. So this second flashlight has a great advantage in its perspective over the first one because the first one can only point at one thing. Now, the third flashlight can also look around in all different directions, but it has an extra gadget added to it. It has an additional feature. And the additional feature is a mirror. So this third flashlight can look into the mirror and see itself. Furthermore, it can also use the mirror to reflect off different things and see behind itself and so on and so forth and put it in all different directions. Now, these three perspectives have a way of interacting with each other. They have a way of relating to each other. And they are qualitatively different. How they talk to each other and how they come to understand each other is going to be quite complex. It's going to be quite dramatic in many ways. And here's the thing. Here's the thing to understand with this metaphor. Because how do I I get this across clearly? You are all three of those torches. You have all three of those levels of perspective within you. Because you can hear this metaphor, right? And you can say, well, I'm the third one. I'm the torch with the mirror. I can self-reflect. I can look around in all directions. I can see things that are behind me. I can think, think about things in different angles and hear things in different ways. But not so fast, not so fast. Because actually, that's true. And also, you are the first torch, which is that you are stuck in your perspective. 
You are stuck with the view that you have. You are stuck with the ideas, with the thoughts, with the processes, with the beliefs, with the behaviors, with the environment, with the conditioning, and all the rest of it. You're stuck with it. Now, you're not absolutely stuck with it. There is a way out. And that's actually where you get into understanding that all three of these tortures are within you. Because understanding that you are stuck leads you to coming into the next level, which is being able to move around into different things, which then leads on to self-reflection and more multidimensional views of understanding the world. And it goes full circle. It's more like it's more like a loop rather than levels. The levels thing is really misunderstanding. And if we could somehow magically have me explain all three tortures at the same time, then maybe you wouldn't get this impression of level one, level two, level three. Like just just me explaining, oh, he explained the first torch that is stuck in one direction first, and then the second torch, which can move in all directions second, and then the third torch, which has a mirror and can self-reflect third, even just that gives a sense of, oh, one is better than the other, but really I should have been able to. Well, there's no way that I can explain three things at once, so that's the limits of language, but just keep that in mind. So that's just one metaphor that we can go into And that will help with so much of understanding the information sphere and multiple perspectives and conflicting belief systems and all the rest of it. So another idea or another conversation that I'd like to have sometime soon is the conversation of equality. Now, we all have a situation that we are in which has varying degrees of advantage. It has varying degrees of gratification and desire. It has varying degrees of how much we've missed out on, how much we have not had, which we should have had, this idea of entitlement, we could put it. And equality is both a personal issue and a societal issue. It's one of those skewers that really gets into this connection between you as an individual and the grand global civilization that we are in and how those two things relate. So that's a deep conversation because we need to talk about ideology, we need to talk about dogmatism, we need to talk about a vision of equality, and I would probably call that, I mean, I'd like to say that I've got quite a radical view of equality. There's quite a bit that doesn't get said And it's rather a deep conversation. There's rather a lot to that. I mean, it's an ongoing conversation. So let that just be a starter, a taster 
for today. Now, another thing I'd like to go into is, and we could probably do a whole series on this. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I will do a whole series on this. And this will be the book Glimpses of a Golden Childhood by Osho. So this is a kind of autobiography of Osho's childhood. And that series will be a few of the stories in that book that have made an impression on me. And it's an incredible book. It's an incredible story. And if you know anything about Osho, he's a character to pay attention to. (laughs) He's someone to be aware of. And, of course, we've spoken about him here many times before. And just to give you an idea of some of the stories from his childhood... When Osho finished his education, he got all his awards and all his certificates and piled them together into the backyard. And he'd won dozens and dozens of awards for debating and public speaking and academia and all sorts of things throughout his education years. And he piled this all together and he set them on fire. He literally burnt down all that he had done during his education years. And of course, his friends and family looked on thinking that he's finally lost it. And of course, they knew all along that he was quite mad, but this was the final straw. But that's just one Story. That's just one little anecdote of dozens and dozens that we can talk about as we get into an entire series. I think it will be an entire series on Glimpses of a Golden Childhood by Osho. So, a few more ideas. I mean, there's so much really to get into that it's hard to know how many we can really start. For example, another thing that is important for me to understand and something that is a hot issue still is the new age paradigm and what it means to transcend that paradigm. I still think there's something quite important to understand about how to get out of that. And it's not to get out of it as to disown it or to put it down. It's really to move through it. And really, we have discussed this a little bit in the series Grace and Grit or Impressions of Grace and Grit, where we spoke about Ken Wilber's book, Grace and Grit, and he addressed the new age there. So you can always go back and look at that. But I still feel there's more to transcending that. There's more to really understanding that. And it's a tricky one because we are, in a sense, in the middle of it. It's probably more equal now to the capitalist success meme paradigm. We're we're in the business world. We're in the informational world. 
And like we are in these worlds, we are in the new age world. And when you're in something, when you're surrounded in something, it's harder to see it. It's more arresting. It's harder to transcend it because it's, 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 uh, it sneaks up behind you without really noticing. So that's another thing we can get into. I'll also be talking about budget living and personal routine. I've also still got my personal routine happening. I'm still developing that. That happens every week, every month, every now and then. So I can continue to share ideas with there, with, with, with in there, on there, on that. And I'll also be doing more reviews on certain consciousness techniques or awareness techniques. And depending on how I go, I mean, if my energies go into the online courses, it might be better spent that I actually share and show the techniques with you in a way that are that is practical and more applicable, right? Because... With the podcast, it's always been sort of like a review. It's sort of been a like a, here's what you do and here's my experience of it. Sort of like a travel blogger does or a food blog person does. And I've done that with consciousness techniques. And when you do that, you can't really get it across, right? You can't... It's the difference between a, a food reviewer like in writing a review of a restaurant and having a cooking show right that's the difference that's the difference i'm going for and i want to move more towards the cooking show style of content because i need to make an effect we need to get things moving we need to get things happening if it's all talk and no show then really there's only so far you can do that there's only so much you can there's only so much you can puff out steam before you go, well, it's just steam, isn't it? So that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm feeling. Now, I'll also explain, I mean, I've got my note here for arc theory. And there are many concepts of mind. I mean, arc theory is just one of those which we can talk about. And you can probably get a sense of that quite easily if you listen to me regularly the sense of in a nutshell arc theory is the sense that you have something that begins at one point and then goes through a sequences a sequence of things to arrive at the same point but in a different way it's another way of actually saying the cycle of life or the theme of things going full circle but not exactly, because arc theory also has this thing of going through its opposite. When you have an arc, so if you, if you think of an arc as like a semicircle, so you have this line, sort of like your acceleration needle on your car or your, your revs per minute on your car. If that needle goes up and then it goes all the way through, well, I don't know if that's the right analogy because... You don't speed up and then stay at the speed that is top speed. But visually, that's what I mean. And that's arc theory. Let's not go too far down that. And 
Another thing I would like to say, or another big category of things that we need to discuss, things that we need to understand, and it's really the most important stuff. It's really the, I don't even want to call it stuff. There's, there's something that is core. That is, there is something that is principle. And it's something that we can only really get at every now and then. And it's the thing that all the other things are trying to point at in a roundabout way. Techniques point at something in a roundabout way. Explanations, ideas, philosophies, psychologies, they are pointing at something in a roundabout way. They're taking their time to say something in, a, in an elaborate way about something. And the thing is that every now and then you have to go directly for that something, that nameless thing. And that's really the heavy stuff. That's the stuff that is where we go into some really challenging spaces. We go into some really opening stuff. And it's quite hard to really say anything about it. It's a little bit mysterious. It's a little bit, well, it's it's on the verge of the speechless, right? It's the, it's the edge of silence. It's where infinity is actually making contact with us. And you can sense that the poetry is opening when those moments occur. And that's something that I'm well aware of and something that I don't want to neglect at all in the things that we discuss. And to just give you an idea about some of the words that are related to that space, we have things like ecstasy. And I mean ecstasy in its most potent meaning. I mean a rapturing of ecstasy, an explosion of ecstasy, a a cataclysmic ecstasy. I can't even get the words out. And ecstasy is something that is not spoken about enough. It's not understood. It's not something that is general knowledge. And yet it's available. And yet it's right there like the air. It's right there like silence. And another thing I would say is related to Well, I wouldn't say it's a thing. I would say it's a word that comes up when we have such conversations. It's the word magic. And magic goes hand in hand with ecstasy. 
And I've said again and again that magic is real. Magic is really the thing we're all after. It's the thing we're trying to remember, (laughs) we could say. And magic is here, like the air, like silence. Magic is really what we are in. And there's really so much more that should be done to bring us back to that as a way of living. And yet another word that comes to mind is freedom. Freedom should be exalted as a word again. And the first thing that's coming to me now with the word freedom is how much it's been bastardized how much it's been taken advantage of, how much it's been degraded by so many things, by its use in so many ways, by so many different people and corporations in different contexts, for different ends, for different means, for different agendas. And really, with so many words, you have to begin with tearing down the misconceptions that surround them. It's not just with freedom that we have that problem. It's not just with the word freedom that we have to start with a correction in order to get back to a place where it can mean something significant again. So, ecstasy, magic... And freedom. Uh, Well, I guess if I could make something my slogan, I guess that would be my slogan. Ecstasy, magic and freedom. I mean, everything means everything is another slogan of mine that I spoke about recently. And in a way it's related to ecstasy, magic and freedom. And... Another one, well, I'm sort, of, I'm sort of mixing up my words now because the other sort of parallel between ecstasy, magic, and freedom is glory, majesty, and reverence. And I don't know if that's a direct correlation. I think I would put, I think I would put reverence with ecstasy. And majesty with magic and glory with freedom. And I don't know if that's really a a correlation we need to get into right now. That might be getting a bit technical, but at least that's a start on the conversation. At least that gives you an idea of what we're in for and what we're talking about. And even, even just hearing these ideas now is a start. Even just being exposed to these sorts of things is a start. So this is a good thing. I hope this doesn't come across too much as a collection of summaries, which in a way it is. But I guess the word that comes to phrase is Ken Wilber's term, general, generalized orientations or orienting generalizations. It's the, it's the generalization just to get you off in the right direction sort of direction. And of course, Ken Wilber 
would have a phrase like that because he's so meta, because he's so big picture, and so much of his writing is very much like a collection of summaries. So I guess that's where the influence comes from. And I'll also mention that this idea of words and their degradation and the need to really exalt them again, well, that comes from Osho. That's where I heard the idea. And I remember the story or the question, which goes something like this, which is that Osho is taking questions from his listeners and one of them asks, one of them says something like, when you hear the word God or when you use the word God, I don't like it. I don't feel good about it. And the questioner goes on to say, when you use words like divine presence or love or religiousness or these sorts of things, then it's okay, but the word God just has something bad about it. And Osho's response was something like, well, you just don't understand that all these other words also have been bastardized and torn through the mud, just like the word God. The word love has been degenerated in so many ways. The word religiousness has also been given so much dirt to it, so many negative connotations, if I can say it in such words. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's now being revealed how much of my understanding is limited there. But the general idea is very important. The general idea is something to be aware of and... I don't know if it's an original idea of Osho's. It's just that he's brought it to life for me and he's made it real in him. So it's something that carries weight. And the idea is that, well, words have to be rebuilt. The only meaning we have is the meaning we build for ourselves. And when you're working with broken structures... You have to clear away the rubble. So, where to begin with glory? Where to begin with majesty? Where to begin with reverence? You can think of the term, your majesty. Yes, your majesty. Think of the kind of person that would say that and to who they would say that. Now, of course, it can go both ways. You can say, yes, your majesty, in a sarcastic kind of way. I doubt very much anyone these days would say, your majesty, in the meaning that it was originally meant back in the times of kings and queens and nobles and those that have a lower class serving them. And yet there's an essence in majesty, which is that 
you deserve respect as a powerful individual. You deserve respect as someone who has influence over those around you. You deserve respect as someone who should be taken care of, who should be given what you want. As someone who has a place in society which is paramount to the functioning of the society and the well-being of all. And those things should apply. In an ideal world, we would all be majesties. We would all have majesty. And I would say that majesty is actually a kind of virtue that you can cultivate, which leads you to, in a sense, being a king, and not being a king in the sense of the olden days, but in the way of, it's it's kind of archetypal, it's kind of a, and it's not, it's not exactly psychological, it's, it's more philosophical, because we're talking about virtues, we're talking about principles that you uphold through your actions and your deeds and your work. And along with that goes the state, the feeling, to feel like a king or a queen, to have that sense of majesty, that's something that can be cultivated within you. So, those are a few thoughts, and I'll just recap my principal announcement for today, which is coming soon, online courses with DOSTA. And if you don't know me, well, there's a host of podcast episodes where I talk all about the approach we're taking here, the things that we're working on, the things that we're doing the things that we're interested in, the things that we're learning about, and you can easily get a sense of my style and what I'm on about just by listening to those. So it's a kind of take-it-or-leave-it approach. There's plenty to learn about. The whole world is open. There's so much wonderful information. There's so much wonderful knowledge. There's so much wonderful wisdom, should I even say. So... You can always get a sense of what I'm on about by listening to these episodes. And if you are a regular listener, I'll just mention again, please do share your favorite episode. And personally, coming up, well, I've got another meditation retreat happening. (laughs) It's a bit hard to organize. It's always a bit chancy whether I can actually get on to another meditation retreat, but I've been lucky enough to go again, so that's coming along, and I'm also doing personal awareness techniques, so that's what's happening personally. I'm also composing music. That was the creative project that I was alluding to earlier, and it's quite surprising, actually, because I find more and more that You can't actually tell why it is that you're doing certain things. You can't really know your own behaviors. Like it's a bit of a trap to, and and I still fall for this. I have fallen for this for years. This is sort of an 
ongoing thing, I think, of the human condition, which is that you have this idea of how you should be. You have this idea of what you should do with your day. You have this thing of, oh, I should do this, I should act this way, I should work on these things, and you sort of put yourself into this grind to live up to it. And this is classic self-image psychology 101, right? But as I've sort of gone through that and beaten myself against the wall, beaten my head against the wall enough, and also opened up to flow state and letting go and relaxing and accepting what is and all these sorts of things that we practice and we work on with our meditation all the time, well, it's become more open. It's become less of a struggle. It's become more like a freeness. There's a lightness to it. There's a play to it. Now, of course, I don't put my de- myself down as, a, as an expert. I mean, it's ups and downs all the time. I'm still human. I'm still just the common peasant. You know, me and you, we're just the common peasants in so many ways. And yet, it's so absurd to find myself doing something like composing music. Who would have thought that that would happen? Who would have thought that I would be spending my time doing that? And I know it's going to change again. I know that things are coming. Well, you know what's coming? Online courses. So that's something to look forward to. So thanks very much for tuning in. I'm going to wrap it up here. Please share your favorite episode. Have a beautiful day. I hope you're feeling warm. You're feeling kind. You're feeling peaceful. Remember to meditate. Remember to eat healthy. Do your exercise. Don't beat yourself up. Be kind to one another. Care for one another. Listen carefully to other people. Cherish the moments that you have. Recognize the beauty that is there. Recognize the magic that is already there in this very moment. So thanks very much. This is Dosta, and I'll be back very soon with more. And that's all I have to say for now.